Hello everyone and welcome back to the newest episode of Muddling Through. We hope you guys have all had brilliant weeks so far. Me and Antonia actually managed to catch up in person this week with our old flatmate Megan and all of our boyfriends, which was absolutely divine. We went to the nicest restaurant. Um, if you live in Edinburgh or if you're visiting or whatever, then it's called Lucky You. I actually mentioned it in our food podcast and it's kind of like Japanese street food, small plates vibes. It's BYOB, which is always great if you know you're a little bit skint. And honestly, the food is just like unreal so so good and then yeah we went for some drinks and just had a really really nice time so we are sad to you know not be together right now but we have had our fill of <laughs> has been just lovely and we hope you guys have had fab weeks as well but today we are going to be muddling through the contraceptive pills so Antonia if you want to tell us a bit about what we're going to speak about that would be just lovely yeah so we wanted to record this episode about the contraceptive pill and its effects after having discussed it quite a lot with each other and also a lot of our friends and family and realising that whilst obviously the pill has been amazing for so many people there are also a lot of people who have experienced issues in one way or another so today we wanted to have a wee chat about our own experiences and some of the people that we know as well and we also heard from you guys so we'll be discussing the polls as well because we think it's important that we speak about how we're feeling but also highlight that as I have recently realised myself we don't have have to continue to feel the way we do if we are feeling kind of crappy on the pill. There are other options and there are other solutions. Our health and our well-being should always be first. So we kind of just wanted to talk about our own experiences first a wee bit. So Charlotte, tell me some of your medical history. <laughs> oh gosh, Antonia, very personal questions for the opposite here today. Goodness me. Um, but I am no longer on the pill. I came off the pill when I was about 17 um, but I went on it quite young I think I was maybe like 15 and I've actually also spoken about this before but I get really bad period pains and I also used to have quite bad skin so I actually originally went to the doctors to get the pill like for my skin to help it clear up and I remember kind of just going and be like oh my skin's really bad like what do I do about it and they're like oh you can take the pill and I was like alright oh, okay yeah sick cool and then they were like, okay, we'll give you a prescription. And basically that was that. And because I was young, like I was with my mum, but she didn't really ask any questions and I didn't really ask any questions. And I kind of just took it without knowing anything about it. And there's like me, like 15 year old me, absolutely buzzing <laughs> off my socks. Cause I was like, I'm going to have the most glowy, amazing skin. And I, to be fair, I had also heard that it, like, sometimes it makes your boobs a bit bigger. And I was like, oh my God, my boobs are going to be like double Ds. I'm going to be so much better than everyone else in my ears skill and I'm gonna look class and it's gonna be amazing um they were big weren't they to be fair they were they were big and I'm not gonna lie they are still big I'm just joking (laughs) um but they actually did they actually went down a bit um when I came off the pill I've heard that this has happened to a few people as well and I was like oh for god's sake I was fuming I was so annoyed um but yeah and to be honest I didn't have like any really really bad effects when I was on the pill but I also feel like I maybe didn't like notice that I was feeling bad when I was on the pill until I came off it and when I came off it I started to realize that actually I felt quite shitty and there were times I felt quite low and just like really emotional about stuff when I 
didn't when I came off the pill and I think that was obviously kind of due to the hormones and stuff now so I definitely do think it's like a good conversation for us to have and especially good for like if there's any younger listeners out there as well that are thinking about taking the pill for the first time you know just to be a little bit more um, informed so Antonia what was your kind of experience what's your medical history girl? <laughs> um, yeah that's interesting that you said that you didn't really notice its effects until you came off because I was speaking to a girl I know from home who listens to the podcast and she replied saying that she didn't notice the impact it was having on her mental health until she came off and she felt like her brain was so much less foggier she felt like she was more in kind of control of her emotions and things like that as well and she was like I didn't realize until I came off it so it's interesting that you've said that as well but yeah so when I went to the doctors I just asked for the pill as well um, and I was given it and there wasn't much of a conversation at all about any of the side effects or either about alternative forms of contraception. Kind of so much to the extent that when I came out, I had questions. I don't really know I had questions. It was, you know, the first one that they put you on is like Rigividon and you yeah. take it for three weeks and then you have a week off. But I knew that some of my friends would just take it and then like never come off or wasn't sure like if it always came at the same time like I don't know I just had a lot of questions I didn't feel comfortable asking the doctor because I know it sounds really silly but I kind of felt like because it's so common I should kind of just know how to use it because it was such a quick process I kind of felt like okay they think that I know what's going on so I should probably know what's going on yeah that's actually mental that you like come out of that and you ask your like other friends like rather than the doctor like so what should I be doing this month should I be like continuing with my pill packet or not but like I totally know what you mean as well like some questions you just don't want to ask. Literally. But yeah, it was a very quick process and then I must have been on that one for maybe a year or so and then I was just feeling really really stressed more anxious than usual and I was like I don't really understand why I'm feeling like this and then I can't remember if it was you or Megan or whatever but I feel like we ended up having a conversation about the pill and I was like okay well maybe this could be contributing to the way that I feel and I know that a lot of people have felt like that on Rigividon as well so then I went back to the doctors and they gave me something else and then I had been using that for a while as well but when researching for this podcast I was thinking a lot about the way that I've been feeling over the past couple of years and especially recently and I associate the stress and anxiety increase that I have felt with a job that I had at uni like I felt like they were kind of like simultaneous not that it caused it but like that's just what I associate with that time but what actually also happened at that time was that I started taking the pill and I can't believe that I hadn't made that connection until we were doing the research for this podcast and I was just thinking more and more about it and I was like this is mad and I was speaking to so many people and I was like why have I never properly thought about it so actually since doing the research for this podcast um I've stopped taking it. I'm going to have a break and I'm going to see how I'm feeling and if it changes how anxious I have been feeling. So, you know, I'll update you on that one. I was going to say, girl, we definitely need to do like another like podcast episode or like another similar podcast where we can speak about this um, like a couple months down the line and see how you're feeling and see, you know, what the comparisons are like because I actually feel like that would be really interesting. We social experiment. Yeah, definitely. I was speaking to my sister's friend about it as well, and she was saying that she was basically feeling the way that I was, just really, really anxious, quite emotional, wasn't really understanding why. And then she came off the pill and she said she literally felt immediately better. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen to me, but I'll update y'all. That being said, we want to start off by saying that we are so bloody grateful for the pill and contraception and all of the freedom that it grants because before it existed, we really didn't have that many opportunities. In fact, a wee bit of a history lesson for you all. The pill was introduced to the NHS in 1961 and was originally offered to married women only, but now it is taken by 3.5 
million women in Britain between the ages of 16 and 49. I was listening to a TED talk called The Surprising Link Between Women's Brains and the Birth Control Pill by Sarah E. Hill and she explains that before the birth control pill was made legally available for single women, women made up only 10% of applicants applying to study law and medicine but now women make up 50% of the applicant pool so obviously by being able to plan women were able to take control over their career and educational goals and decide when and if they want to have children so obviously the pill has paid a huge part in allowing us women to become finally independent from the men so it has been so so fab but I do think that because it has been so amazing we feel like we can't criticize it and we can't have I say kind of in the way that it's making us feel almost like we should be so grateful that this contraception's come along and made us have independence but really you know we don't have to love it but we do have to be informed about it and obviously knowledge is power and talking critically about it doesn't mean that we have to stop using it but we should be aware of the impacts it has on us and the way it makes us feel yes so we obviously wanted to hear a bit about this from you guys as well so we put a couple of polls up on our instagram story with a few different questions Um, And we had 140 respondents, which again was great. So thank you so very much if you responded to the poll. Do you know what I've been thinking recently, Antonia? See when you used to do like school projects and you used to have to create like a survey monkey and all that crap? (laughs) It would have been so much easier if everyone was just allowed to use Instagram polls because it's so quick and easy and everybody actually bothers doing them. Anyway, sorry, that's such a sidetrack. But first question we put on our story was, have you ever used the pill? And 94% said yes, so very high, and only 6% said no. And we said, if yes, have you experienced any adverse side effects? And 72% of you said yes, and 28% said no. So again, that is super high. That's so high. Like, that is really high when you think about it only 28% said no. Like, the vast majority would say that they have experienced those adverse side effects. So obviously, they have to be noticeable enough for you to feel like that is the cause. Yeah, exactly. It's literally crazy. Um, So our next question, actually, was what have you kind of experienced the most out of these side effects? And we gave four options. So firstly, we gave anxiety, and 19% of you said you had experienced that. Secondly, we had mood change and a whopping 44% said that they had experienced mood changes. And then we had unintended weight gain, which was 20% and... (laughs) Charlotte's forgotten what libido means. (laughs) I can see her reading that on the screen. Honestly, my eyes just popped up my head. I was reading it and I was like, libido? I was thinking about that American word for like the thing that you walk onto when you go to get on a boat like a little dingy thing and I was like why is this libido sorry reduce libido if you have lower sex drive is what I'm trying to say anyway 17% of you said that you were experiencing lower sex drive on the pill so again very interesting so we wanted to talk about these a bit more kind of in turn and analyze them and investigate them a bit more so firstly we're going to speak about sex and (laughs) we're going to talk about having a low sex drive as a consequence of the pill so antonia do you want to give us a little bit more information about that please 
Yes, yeah, so in the TED talk that I referred to earlier, um, she explains that obviously the pill changes women's levels of sex hormones and this can change sexual desire and sexual functioning. So basically this is because of the hormonal profile of the pill. So typically they are really high in progesterone, which inhibits sexual desires and the pill often has low levels of estrogen and testosterone, which aid those, I was going to use the word urges and that was going to be rank, but you know, those feelings. <laughs> so basically what you need to kind of have that healthy setup is higher levels of estrogen and testosterone and low levels of progesterone, but the pill completely flips that. And this feeling of having a lower sex drive is something that I have heard a lot about from my friends and it's something that they have experienced and a couple of them have actually come off the pill because they couldn't really understand why they were feeling like this and they're in long-term relationships and they were kind of wondering why it was and feeling super low about the situation and then they kind of came to realize that it is the pill and since they've come off it they are feeling so much better so if you are feeling like this and you are on the pill they may be connected so you can kind of have a think about the way that you are feeling and any changes that you may want to make but you're definitely not the only one um, and she goes on to say that not only do sex hormones impact the sexual elements they actually impact the way that you are as a person she says from head to toe so these hormones are important for your brain they send certain signals to your brain and by changing the you actually change how you are as a person which is actually insane so she gives an example of this so she says that decades of research also shows that women's own levels of estrogen which can obviously be changed by the pill dictate the testosterone levels that they desire in their partner so basically women's levels of estrogen predict their kind of like preference of characteristics that are linked to men that have lots of testosterone so I don't know like really strong jaw lines and lots of hair and just I don't know manly features is, rugged is that rugged and manly and sexy and you know yeah all those things exactly so women taking the pill actually prefer men with less masculine faces and features compared with their naturally cycling peers and this is the same when discussing short-term and long-term partners. So basically, the birth control pill is changing the faces of mate preferences. That's mad. That is literally mad. Although, Antonia, I have to say, I always knew when I first started going out with Louis, like, Louis had such a little baby face, and I was on the pill. So maybe this explains it. Maybe I just liked going out with someone who looked like they were 12 years old. <laughs> this might explain the whole thing. Well, you know I'm what? I'm blown away. Honestly, I was literally thinking, Sean has, I would say, quite a baby face as well. He won't appreciate me saying that. But, you know, what's going to happen now? Now I'm trying to come off the bill. I Hopefully, I still like him. You'll be like, Sean, grow a beard. Grow a beard, grow loads of chest hair. Sean, come on, come on, get your testosterone levels up. Grow a beard for me, please. Unfortunately, that's impossible, but it's okay. We'll be fine. Oh, I have no doubt about it. I'm sure you will be. Um, but next, we also wanted to speak about how the pill can kind of change your mood and how, you know, some people have developed kind of anxiety or depression. And just to bring a bit more light to that um, aspect of it, and we actually had a message um, after we put up our polls from a gal who shared her kind of story of the pill with us. And it was like super eye-opening and we wanted to share it with you guys as well. 
So she was on the pill for five years, basically on and off. And she said, it's strange because I was so used to who I was on the pill that I thought it was just me. I had a reputation in my family for being the one who was always emotional, cried easily at the TV and that type of thing. I always just thought that was me. Not being on the pill makes you realise it's literally just the hormones and not your personality. And now I face this weird feeling of why am I not crying at that? Old me would have cried. I don't feel like myself. I feel like an ice queen. Wait, no, this is the real me. And Pill gave me this false sense of who I thought I was. And I feel like so many people can probably relate to that. I definitely used to cry at like all these ridiculous things I would never cry about now. And then I'm kind of the same. Like maybe I kind of just thought that I'd close myself off or I'd put up loads of walls because now maybe wasn't as open or just wasn't as emotional. And no, that's my actual personality is who I am now, not who I was then. And I do think it's interesting to see those effects. That has actually really hit home with me. That is really hard hitting actually to hear that she felt like she almost didn't know herself. Like my dad always says to me, he's like, you didn't used to be this much of a stressor or you didn't used to be this worried. And I'm like, yeah, well, this is who I am now, okay? But like maybe... Maybe it's not. Maybe part of it is hormonal. And obviously it's all environment and circumstances and all that. But having all these hormones in your body can definitely alter the way that you react to situations or the way you feel. And that's exactly what she has experienced. Yeah, for sure. And actually almost half of all women who go on the pill stop using it within the first year because of these intolerable side effects. And the one that is most frequently cited is unpleasant kind of changes in mood. Um, And in Denmark, they have little personal identification health numbers. So there's a lot of research that goes on there into the pill and its side effects. And they have been able Able to link individual people's data across different registers and um, giving them access to tons and tons of info about patterns of health and social behavior and in a certain study that I was looking at the researchers looked at the records of all healthy non-depressed women living in Denmark between the ages of 15 and 34 um, and they then followed the prescription and mental health records of these women for 14 years so a super long time Um, to see whether going on hormonal contraceptives influence the likelihood of later being diagnosed with depression or being prescribed with antidepressants. Um, And they actually found that women on hormonal contraceptives were 50% more likely to be diagnosed with depression six months later compared with women who were not prescribed the pill during this time, which, again, is literally crazy. I mean, obviously, they can't completely put it down to the pill, but I think that really is pretty telling that's huge that's actually a huge huge number we also had another listener message in talking about her experiences and she had a few different ones that were physical so she got really bad skin marks on her face um a few other issues but she also said that during the time when she was on one of the pillows she tried she was just constantly having arguments with her boyfriend constantly falling out and she was like that was so not me and she said that as soon as she changed that like they were they were fine she was so much better so you do really need to pay attention to how it's making you feel and think about how much of it you think could be related to the pill and listening to that because I think it's so easy to just think okay well I'm in a really stressful situation I'm reacting in a certain way and whilst that is true do you think that it's all the stressful situation or do you think that there is another kind of element to it as well because 
also with contraception, I think that you feel like you're on it, so that's fine. Like, if that's a side effect, that's fine and you have to deal with it, but you don't. Another thing which I came across doing research for this podcast was finding out that sex hormones also influence other hormones in our body, including those associated with our stress response. So cortisol helps us deal with stress and it is released within five minutes of our bodies feeling stressed. However, the birth control by altering our sex hormones can actually reduce or even completely stun its release, which means our bodies can deal with stress in the same way that they can if we were obviously not on the pill. So that's why some women sometimes feel like they have heightened levels of stress and maybe that can lead to anxiety because our body actually can't release the chemicals, sorry I'm probably using all the wrong words, but to help us deal with the stress and it is because of the hormonal differences that happen from taking the pill as well so that was quite crazy to find out as well and it was really interesting I was actually watching this mini documentary video by the BBC which spoke to eight women about their experiences taking the pill and I was like this is so true one of the women said just like cigarette boxes the pill should have all the pros and cons on the box obviously there's going to be a leaflet inside the box which has like a million and one possible side effects but realistically are we going to read that? And I guess you could argue we should read that. But when there's like a million lists of things that could go wrong, that's that's not a good way to kind of get the message across. But how you have it on a cigarette packet, there'll be like one strong message or something like that. But you could have a few pros and cons um, because there are risks and they should be made clear as there are pros as well. But I was like, that's a really interesting point. That is a really interesting point, actually. And you made a good point when you said nobody's going to read that. Like, it would be the same as opening a bag of paracetamol and reading the little thing that comes with the paracetamol. Like, you're not going to do that. But if something's big and bold on the front then I'm like holy shit okay this is what this is about so yeah I think that's a very interesting thing as well I think we should do that maybe we should write to someone (laughs) and tell them to do that we'll we'll find our contacts guys and we'll let you know how we get on with that we'll start a petition that's a good idea there we go and another kind of topic subtopic that we wanted to discuss was what about men where is the male contraceptive pill at why are we still waiting around for this the only option obviously for men at the moment is to use a condom or have a vasectomy which obviously isn't ideal because i'm pretty sure a vasectomy is very hard to reverse if it's actually able to be reversed at all i actually don't really know but it looks pretty difficult so um that's obviously not great for the men but i just don't get why we still don't have a pill that men have to take rather than women it doesn't make any sense um but they have tried and tested a few different types of male contraceptives um but the first two were completely knocked out of the running so the first pill actually reduced sex drive and erections oh i wonder what that's like Literally, double standards much. I honestly think it's absolutely ridiculous. They were like, oh, like we can't have men not being able to have erections. Like We'll have to think of something else. Like, all right, okay, yeah, women can just go with no libido and that's totally fine. Um, and the second one was an injection. But, oh my gosh, it gave some men mood disorders. So they also didn't develop that because, you know, it was changing men's moods too much. Sorry, I sound really a bit angry at the situation. But in a sense, I just think it's ridiculous. Again, such double standards. But when you do read about it, it's pretty maddening. It is kind of infuriating if you do look into it deep enough. I think, like, most people kind of know that there has been some sort of male contraception that has been tried and tested, but I think if you look into it deeper and you see the reasons as to why it's failed, then it's even more frustrating. It really is. It really is. Um, And there have been a few developments recently which are 
a wee bit more promising. So researchers in LA Biomed have been working on a male version of the contraceptive pill that does not reduce libido. And they did a phase one study on men, which has proved to be successful. So I think that is kind of working its way through, I was going to say production, but I feel like that's not the right word. But, you know, it's great that they've managed to produce a pill that reduces, um, that does not reduce libido. So if we could have that one too, that would be wonderful. Um, and the second development is a body gel. Right, okay, honestly, I think this is absolutely maddening. Um, I would like a body gel, absolutely no problem. That is so interesting. I wonder if it's scented. I wonder if you can just put it on in the shower and that's you ready to go for the day. I mean, I'm assuming not, because that seems quite futuristic, but wow. Honestly, though, Antoinette, can you imagine if you just, like, put that in your daily routine and you were like, oh, a nice strawberry-scented body gel, off I go to the work. Like, that would be unreal. Um, but, yeah, men in the UK undertook a trial of this back in 2019, and basically users apply it to their back and their shoulders where it can be absorbed through the skin and their progestin hormone in the gel blocks natural testosterone production in the testicles whilst replacement testosterone in the gel maintains sex drive and other functions that rely on the hormone so again they're still up in their sex drive which is great for them but you know still not so great for us Um, and after trials they have confirmed that it's safe enough to move on to the next phase of testing so my next question is why are we not getting this gel i would like this gel i also think we should start a petition for that if anybody wants to sign it agreed be my guest we're going to change the face of medicine <laughs> honestly we're, we're changing so many things today it's absolutely wonderful um but the doctors at the endocrine society's annual meeting were told that any form of male contraception could still take up to a decade to bring to the market. Um, so I found this quite crazy because I was like, well, if trials are going on and they're going well, then why are we not like a bit closer to having male contraception? But one of the answers is that pharmaceutical companies are just not interested in helping to develop it, which is, again, I just think pretty unfair on women um alan pacey who is a professor of andrology at the university of sheffield said it's so good to see so many new preparations are being tested but the key will be to see if there's enough pharmaceutical company interest to bring this product to the market if the trials are successful um, unfortunately so far there has been very little pharmaceutical company interest in bringing a male contraceptive pill to the market for reasons that i don't fully understand but I suspect are more down to business than science. So, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? That's so frustrating because obviously from a financial perspective, we use the contraception that's on offer because that's all that we have. So obviously we're going to buy what they are selling. But from an ethical perspective, if you have something else which works without any of these side effects that a man can take and they don't care to develop it because they don't think that it's financially viable and they're not going to make loads of money off of it it's sick it's sick I feel like they're just like it's if it's not broken why fix it but I would say it's broken it's absolutely broken they're money grabbing thieves (laughs) thieves I tell you Antonia I'm angry I need to calm down ah she needs to calm down right okay I'm bringing myself down a notch everybody I'm so sorry Oh, but no, that is so frustrating. But that's the world. Hopefully they will, you know, bring that forward sooner than a decade. Um, But as it stands, the pill is still the single most popular contraceptive method in 46 countries. So they're making big bucks on that one. Don't see that changing anytime soon. 
So bringing it back to kind of the main tack of this podcast, which was to discuss the effects of the pill. Um, and we asked you guys on our poll if any of you had decided to stop the pill due to these effects. And 68% of you said yes, and 32% of you said no, which is actually a lot higher than I thought, considering, you know, a lot of people kind of stay on the pill for like years and years and years. Yeah, that's higher than I thought it would be because I know that a lot of people have experienced side effects and haven't changed. And I myself, it's obviously taken me about two years to decide to make a change. So it is very high. Yeah, completely. And if I'm entirely honest with you, like I actually stopped taking the pill mostly on the basis that I used to forget to take it. And this is really bad. But I would like pop like five in a day because I'd be like, shit, I haven't taken it for like a week. Like this is probably so bad for you. And I'd be like, oh, balls. Okay, I'll just knock them all back today and I'll be fine tomorrow. And then after a while, I was like, this is actually not healthy because I'm so forgetful. So it's like, I need to come off it. But realistically, I probably should have been thinking, oh, my mood's been changing a lot. Like that's why I should have come off it. But yeah, that's just like a wee interesting fact there um, and then we also asked um if you have stayed on the pill then why so 65 percent of you said because there was no other suitable option 25 percent of you said you feel like it's part and parcel of contraception so just that it's something that you have to deal with if you're on the pill and 10 percent of you said it was because you didn't know about other options options and I feel like for me actually especially that there's no other suitable option would kind of be my reason for staying on the pill I mean I know I didn't stay on the pill but if I had then I think it would probably be because I was like well what else am I gonna do do you know what I mean it's so commonplace so many people have it and because there's not like a male version of the contraceptive pill that just seems like the easiest way to go about using contraception do you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm you kind of just feel like, because that is the kind of default position, that's, you know, what you go for. And then you hear about the other ones, like, I don't know, through social media or, or even at school, but you don't really know loads about it. I've spoken to people and my friends a lot more recently, so I feel like I know more. But before I was like, okay, there's something that's like shoved in your arm. That doesn't sound very appealing. Or like there's something that's literally shoved inside you. That also doesn't sound very appealing. So I'm just going to stick with what I have and kind of like no suitable option and part and parcel combined because I'm going to have to stick with what I have and feel the way that I feel because I don't feel like there's really anything else. But if you do kind of do your research, there are other options available as well. And like there are a couple that I think I want to try in the future. But for now, I just want to take a beat. Take a minute. Yeah, I actually watched this really interesting um, Instagram IGTV the other day on The Coil, um, which provided some useful insight into that. So we'll actually try and link that on the Instagram as well if any of you guys are interested in, you know, something different from the pill. It's good to have options. So, yeah. Yeah, because that one is a much lower dosage of hormones, so it shouldn't impact you as much. So that's the one that I'm thinking in the future. But obviously it's a bit scary for me. <laughs> oh, it's a bit scary for me to it properly. Kind of, there's something about just like having something in me that kind of freaks me out. But that would have definitely been better for me because then I wouldn't have to remember to pop my pills, which I clearly, you know, did not do. Pros and cons, pros and cons. So overall, what we want you guys to take away from this podcast is not that the pill is bad. The pill can be amazing for some people, but just make sure to listen to how you're feeling in yourself and know that there are other options out there. And with some research and trial and error, you may find you are suited for something else or maybe nothing at all. Um, so, you know, having these conversations about the pill doesn't mean that we need to abandon it. It is still going to be the best option for most people. But 
we got to put the power of information into women's hands and make sure that they are understanding the trade-offs that we are making because there are obviously risks and consequences associated with birth control as well as obvious benefits. So that's what we tried to do today. So we hope that it has been useful for you guys. Um, there's nothing we are loving about birth control, to be honest. So we've just decided to scrap that section because... Yeah. Um, so that's going to move us on to the cheesy quote to close us off. Charlotte? Yes. So can I just clarify before I say this that I'm actually not a big man hater. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the boys out there. I actually don't hate you, I promise. And this quote is a little bit tongue in cheek. Um, this week's quote is, birth control pills should probably be made for men. Doesn't it make more sense to unload a gun than to shoot a bulletproof vest? And I just thought, <laughs> you know what? So bloody true isn't it it is especially looking after all the research that you wonderfully cited for us you know it does make more sense it seems it certainly does so thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast we hope you guys gained something we hope you learned a little something too and thank you again to all of those people who responded to our polls it's massively appreciated we hope you all have a great week and we will see you in the next one Bye. Bye.